Welcome to Freelance Feels, a podcast for anyone who is self-employed, freelance or a small business owner. This episode, I talk to Emma Wilkinson and Lily Cantor, founders of Freelancing for Journalists, a platform, podcast and book all about writing and being freelance. This episode, we dive into the feels of pitching, as well as looking at how Emma and Lily came together to build their platform during lockdown. You can find out all the details about Freelancing for Journalists at the end of the episode. Welcome to the Freelance Feels podcast, Lily and Emma. I'm so glad to welcome you from Freelancing for Journalists. Good morning, ladies. How are you both? Good, good. Yep. Yeah, hello. We're good. Thank you. Brilliant. It's so lovely to have you on. Um, I've obviously been a guest on your podcast and we're going to dig deep today into um, Freelancing for Journalists, your brilliant platform that you've set up, um, and obviously what you both do as well. So, um, Emma, would you like to start by telling us what your freelance is and then Lily... Tell us what your freelance is, and then we'll go into how you came to launch Freelancing for Journalists together. Yeah, sure. So, I mean, I've been freelance for long, far, far longer than I was ever a staff journalist. I've, I've been working as a freelance journalist since 2006 now. Could never go back to working for <laughs> anybody <laughs> having a job again. I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm just, I'm a lone wolf now. Um, and yeah, I write, so I uh, specialise in health and I write a lot for sort of medical trade publication specialists, press. Um, so yeah, that's me, Lily. Yeah, so I've been freelance for about five years now. Um, I've had sort of careers in journalism and also in universities. So I was, I was kind of a hybrid academic coming out of a university um i now um freelance as a money health and lifestyle journalist um i still do some teaching at university on the side i actually have a tiny fractional contract at university and i'm also a running coach um so i've got my own running group and i coach three different um groups so i make a quite decent income from that now as well so a bit of a portfolio career I love it. I didn't know that about you, about the running coach. That's why I love having these conversations. Like, oh, I didn't know that you did that. That's really, that must be a nice flip from sitting at your computer all the time. Yeah, it's good. I mean, I run lots anyway. We both do. Um, But yeah, it just grew out of um, just mums at school really wanting to get a bit more confidence and experience with running. And I started it as an informal thing. And then it just sort of grew and I got proper coaching qualifications from uh, UK athletics um, and then started running more groups so yeah it's just sort of organically grown it's our three-year um, anniversary this summer actually our group so we're gonna have a big party Fantastic. So that's gonna be good I love that and that's something really brilliant for anyone who's listening who is new to freelancing and thinking have I got to stay in my lane and have this niche it's like no you can literally turn around one day and say I think I'll dabble in something else where it goes yeah we are the masters of our own destiny in that way which is one of the things I really love about it talking of which you did exactly that together with freelancing for journalists when did you start it and how did you both how did you meet and how did you decide to set this this project up um tell, tell us from the beginning sort of how it came about yeah, so I mean, Lily and I have known each other. We did our journalism masters together, so we've known each other for twenty years, I think it is about now. Um, and our paths, our career paths, had gone off in quite different directions, but we'd always sort of stayed in touch. And then I'd 
sort of started to do more teaching so our paths had crossed again so um sort of in about 2017 it was we were both teaching at Sheffield Hallam University and it was Lily who came to me and said should we write a book that was how it started um I want to write a book on freelancing yeah um should we do it together I think Lily had just sort of gone back into freelancing at that point mm. Yeah. Um, maybe you should say how the book came about, Lily, because I, I wasn't involved in those very, very initial conversations. Yeah, it was it was actually on the academic conference circuit. Um, I had a meeting with a the publisher. They, they tend to do this at conferences. They meet with academics, see if they've got any ideas for books. And when she heard I was actually doing some freelance journalism on the side, she got very interested and said, oh, we'd really like a book on freelance journalism. We don't oh. sort of have that in our collection. Uh, would you like to write one? And I said, yes, but I've only been doing it like on the side for a, a year or so. So I felt a little bit out of my depth, sort of that imposter syndrome sunk in straight away. So I went to Emma because I knew Emma had been doing it for a long time and said, you know, let's, you know, let's do this together. Um, and I think during the sort of process of writing that book as well, that really helped steer me and my career and decide that actually this is what I want to do full time Mm. so I gave up my job my full-time job at university and kind of switched from doing freelance on the side to actually kind of more doing teaching on the side and, and freelancing being like the main part of my career so yeah we wrote the book and that was published in 2020 but we'd written it in what 2018 2019 and then we I don't even remember how it came about um but we just we both listened to loads of podcasts and so we said why don't we do a podcast to go alongside the book yeah so we'll just take um six topics from the book and we'll do an episode on each and we originally recorded that at the university in the studios but the pandemic struck mm. when we were about two-thirds of the way through so we then had to switch online and start recording on zoom um and then we were like we've got to get this series out straight away because everything's changed we did a couple of like emergency episodes like just about <laughs> the pandemic and what freelancers were doing mm. um and then launched the full series um and then it kind of snowballed from there. Maybe, Emma, you want to say a bit more about sort of where we went from there? Yeah, so really early on in the pandemic, we realised that, and we realised from the um, feedback that we'd had and the impact that the podcast had made, that we'd initially sort of done as a teaching tool, really, for university students. And then all of a sudden there was this sort of demand. We both lost a bit of work really early on in the pandemic. Mm. Um, others were too. So we were sort of in these networks, having these conversations, and we started thinking about what more we could do. We sort of had this brand because we'd got the branding together as part of doing the podcast. And so really quickly, we set up the Facebook community. We started doing webinars because mm. um, we had all this content from the book. And then journalism.co.uk came to us and said, would you run a training course for us? So that was, was that did that start in July of 2020? It was quite quick. Everything happened mm. really quickly. Mm. Would you say the um, pandemic was a catalyst for launching it all in many ways? Definitely. Yeah, it's Absolutely. like those yeah. you know moments where you think actually if that hadn't been happening, might you have been getting on with other work and thinking well, we've got time to do this? There's no 
real demand from people who are listening and reading to need this as much. Yeah, it's this kind of... I think it would have been much more of a slow burn. I mean, I think there was still demand because there, there wasn't a podcast about freelance journalism mm. and there wasn't really many resources out there. But I just think it accelerated everything so much because there were so many people who lost work, who mm. were turning their hand to freelancing, that, or, or just thought, you know, I'll just learn about this. I've got time to kind of listen or, or to go to this webinar. I've got nothing else to do. I might as well yeah. go along. Um, yeah. I mean, people started rethinking their careers as well. Even if they were in staff jobs, they started to rethink about what they wanted out of life, what they wanted from their jobs. We had students who were having to go into freelancing as their first ooh. step into journalism because there weren't any jobs or who we started the journalism work experience initiative where we were linking up freelance journalists with students for remote work experience opportunities because they couldn't go into newsrooms. Mm. So all of a sudden, I look back and I think because we were both still doing our regular work and homeschooling. So I look back and I actually genuinely don't know how we did it. Because yeah, when you mention those other two, just, just a bit of homeschooling and your other jobs, it's like, wow, that's seriously impressive to have also launched. Yeah, I mean, I think we just ran with it. Yeah. We just went with it. And I think we've known each other so long. We've worked together before. That side of things was really simple. We both agreed mm. what we wanted to do. We both were both really I think we just make decisions and do it. There's no kind of messing around where they know we want to do something or we don't want to do something. And then we just decide in a WhatsApp message and, <laughs> and on we go. Yeah. I mean, I think, and then, you know, like the new, we decided to do a newsletter because we were sort of, oh, everyone's got a newsletter. We need to have a newsletter. And actually what we found is we've, we're one of the few ones that's left. Like a lot of them have fallen by the wayside or they're not as regular and we are still is coming out weekly and we've built into that um, like guest newsletters that will pay people to write. Um, so we were, I guess we were always thinking, you know, longer term as well. Let's jump on this now and see where it takes us, but let's try and be sustainable. And certain things have gone like we're not doing webinars very often now because no one wants to do no one wants to mm. sit on Zoom anymore. Yeah. They want in-person events. But we're thinking now ahead about kind of in-person events that we can Ooh. do in the future. Yeah, um that. I'm so into my in-person events at the moment. I've been going yeah. back to things. I went to a women in journalism spring party. Um and I actually saw someone I hadn't seen for about 15 years. Um, oh. And then she was introducing me to some of her colleagues who were chatting to me about being an expert. So you just think these doors open up when you meet in person. Yeah. Magic can happen. You know, it's, it's, that sounds a bit cheesy, but I do feel like that, especially after nearly two years of not meeting in person. So yes, please do. I want to come to your events. <laughs> when, <laughs> don't, you can tell us at the end, everything obviously of where people can find you and, and when they launch obviously on the website and everything, et cetera. Um, but yeah, sorry, go on. You were saying about, um, webinars but they they'd petered but the newsletter yeah i mean they were massive in 2020 and into 21 yeah i mean we were yeah we had loads and loads of demand and then towards the back end of last year we just saw a drop off mm. um, our work experience scheme is still very popular i just think Brilliant. because you know if people can't get to london basically you know working outside of london they've still got opportunities there um, so that's still popular. Um, and we launched that through, um, we have a webinar for that, which is a sort of induction to the scheme. Um, but 
yeah i'm trying to think what else we, we, we do yeah some i mean we're, const- we we're constantly evolving and i think we had lots of after sort of the initial um sort of first wave of the pandemic and the first sort of run of things that first six months say yeah. you've got we had a bit of time to kind of step back and think how do we make it accessible but sustainable because every time we do we're doing something for freelancing for journalists it's taking away from you know we earn our living through journalists mm. and so we need to be able to do the other work as well but at the same time quite a lot of our reason for being is providing resources for students for people just starting into freelancing who and um, so it, the, the constant balance of well there's only so much we can do for free versus you know how do we yeah. uh, make it sustainable make sure that we can keep doing this we've hired we have two regular members of staff freelancers who work with us on different parts of what we do now and we've kind of hired other freelancers to do things and that was always kind of our continuing plan to grow and it not be all about us but provide opportunities for others mm-hmm. and let, <laughs> where others have got skills that we haven't hire them to do it and um, so it has it is it has evolved a lot and it continues to do so we just had a meeting a planning meeting last week where we we're talking about what things we want to change what things we want to keep and what things we want to do differently so yeah we're quite flexible i think and open to trying new things and mm. yeah and if something like i say there's not demand anymore then you know you you drop that and move on to something else there's, mm. you know you there's no point doing something just because you've been doing it for the last couple of years. You, like Emma says, you've got to be adaptable. Um, but it can be tricky finding um, the sustainability part of it. Oh, so, you know, our online course is the cheapest course you will find on freelance journalism out there. Mm-hmm. And we we've been asked if we want to put the price up and we've said, no, we want to keep it affordable because we know a lot of people going into freelance journalism don't have an awful lot of money to spend on a course. And yet we still get that whole argument about, you know, you're just making money out of people who could just come and chat to me um, about freelance journalism and learn it all for free. Mm. Um, And it's like, well, we've priced it as affordable as we can, but also people learn in different ways don't they Mm -hmm. some people will learn to drive by you know going in the car with their one of their parents and doing it for free other people will want to have lessons and instructions and learn in a certain way and so I think there's got to be space for everything hasn't there in the market um paid courses and people who will pick it up themselves Mm. um but why why would we put on a course for free you know as freelancers that doesn't make any sense we're we're teaching people about how to make a living um so that's one thing and then our webinars we've also tried to price you know they're only 10 pounds we have lots of bursary places as well and then with the podcast we've always you know wanted that to be free Mm -hmm. so we've got a sponsor for that but we pay our guests as well how many podcasts out there actually pay their guests to come on and see my face right now but But i think i think you know we because we want to practice what we preach you know we will pay that's really lovely yeah that's what we want to do it's not a huge amount i mean it's compensation you know Mm. it's it's not you know we're not talking bucket loads um but 
you know I think it's all part of supporting the freelance community mm. not trying to make money from it but at the same time recognizing that time is money and we, we, we are putting a lot of time into it yeah because um, it is award-winning so, isn't it you've won an award from Ipse the body for yeah for the, podcast. for the podcast yeah. yeah and I think one of the things I really liked was the fact that we were paying our guests and we were paying an editor um, and paying a research assistant. So it was providing work for other freelancers. Mm, mm. Um, that, yeah, that's always an important part of what we're doing. Yeah. What have been, what have been the biggest challenges, both of working together? So that, that juggle, I guess you've had, you've both got your individual freelance, then this is a project as freelancers, something, as you say, you know, it's, it's not a, it's not a, philanthropic venture it was the beginning of a, and it is a growing business um and of course I, I think you're quite right to to charge you know you're not it's not a charity that wasn't the point of it was it it was it was a, a resource etc and then so what are the what are the challenges of sort of doing both your freelance alongside a project as freelancers and also I guess taking into account the fact that you're helping people with something that is very challenging to their own emotional well-being you know starting out as a freelance journalist the the emotional pressure of that and your own jobs how do you juggle all of that <laughs> just that you know yeah I mean it is hard to juggle I think we um quite early on we developed various systems for uh, dividing up the work mm -hmm. so social media for example we found was taking up a lot of time uh, so I've sort of do more on the Facebook side. Lily does the Twitter stuff and we have a research assistant, Helen now, who does the Instagram because we weren't on Instagram because mm. we just did not have the time to, to do that as well. Um, I mean, I think with the Facebook community over time, that's become less uh, pressure on us because we have so many fantastic members who step in and answer the queries and or if there's a, a post that needs to be taken down we'll flag it up to us we sort of you know they're, they're really helping us out with with that so I think we've got used to over time kind of managing that workload I think we're both quite good at recognizing if the other one has taken on a bit more recently because mm. sometimes it might get a bit imbalanced um, and because we're both freelancers we can just say look I'm having a really mad week every all the deadlines have come at once can you do this aspect um and yeah just delegating to other people <laughs> paying other people to do the things that we don't have time to do yeah um and getting into a rhythm so there's a few things that happen every week that it's the same time every week so the newsletter is the same time every week the uh there's various facebook posts that go in the community that happen at the same time every week is it tuesday triumph yeah tuesday triumph yeah because also, I think the other, the other thing that we've always felt as freelancers and it happens in networks and things sometimes is it can be, it's really easy to slip into that sort of ranting about the negative mm. aspects of freelancing, like I've not been paid, cash flow, that kind of common. But there are so many things that we love about freelancing. Like I say, I would never go back to working in a staff job. Mm. So we thought, let's just celebrate. Let's remind ourselves of all the things that are going right all the time and all the successes that we have so yeah I really enjoy doing the Tuesday triumph um yeah and I think I mean we both have <laughs> Lily kind of forced me into this decided to take summers off now what <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just don't, don't do summer <laughs> <laughs> brilliant oh my god how does that work you just literally say right right from that date it's the out of office goes on and that's oh, yeah. we both have families as well so that's a really important 
thing for you to have the summer I'm imagining that's a really big deal to say okay we're going to be present with our family here we're going to build that in yeah we did it last year we took off well we did both it slightly differently but I mean I took off five weeks um over the summer and a lot of that was you know holiday with the kids um I think we might have had a week in holiday club and I, Mm. I had a week where I was doing my own things but I wasn't working um and it was really nice it, I mean it was hard to get motivated <laughs> and I went back afterwards that was the hardest bit um but we just put the money aside I think because we've got a separate bank account for freelancing for journalists and we don't oh, okay. we yeah. don't spend that money it just that just builds up over the year so we we just basically both said right we'll take a chunk out of there to cover us for the summer um so yeah that that worked quite well um, but I'm not quite sure what we can do this summer. We might be writing another book. Don't know. Well, this is yeah. exactly say. As a freelancer, in my experience, you think, well, I will have this time off, but you just can't help yourself. You might see. No, I mean, I like, did it slightly different. Yeah. <laughs> I did it slightly differently to Lily in that I did, I took three weeks off, but then the other weeks I booked in two days for each week. Okay. So I had something nice. to kind of keep. Mm. ticking over I wasn't sure how I would cope with being at home with the kids and doing no work for six weeks so I thought I'm going to try and do a bit of a balance and I think that's probably what I'm going to aim for again and mm. um, this summer because we can there's only two of us we're not answering to anybody except each other we can just have this conversation decide what we want to do plan any podcasts or any events or anything that is in that time and things that need to get finished we can plan and have it done and mm. sorted we had various kind of grant things that we were putting in at the end of last year and we just made sure that everything was done by that deadline um and it worked fine it worked absolutely fine and the work came back nothing disappeared you know that kind of fear that yeah if you take any length of time off that's going to be it didn't happen at all all that happened was there was a massive rebound and we were hugely busy in (laughs) september most people go where have you gone oh my goodness we haven't heard from you for a bit so then you can be like we're back yeah I mean I let I let all my editors know before Mm. I went that I was sort of on extended leave and then they were all like oh that's nice (laughs) (laughs) can I do you (laughs) lucky you um and then I just got back in touch when I got back and it so it was fine Mm. there was one publication who had said we're going to need a load of uh shifts help over summer you can do as many as you want how many do you want and I said I'm not working over summer and then they immediately went to Lily and she was like I'm not working over summer. I'm like, I think you need to go somewhere outside freelancing for journalists because we don't do summer apparently anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's, but that's, did you feel really powerful as well? There's a real ownership to that as a freelancer, like to say, I'm going to block this time out. I'm going to, I'm going to do what I'm supposed to do on the, what it says on the tin and, and be master of my own time. That must, that must have felt quite powerful. Yeah, definitely. I, I think you know, people always say like that's the dream and mm. I think it was just like well why not do it then if you can if you can work out the finances and work out how you can you know put your put your work on hold um then what's stopping you just you know yeah and, and I think is so I'd, key, isn't it planning is yes I mean and I'd I'd failed to do that at any other you know I've been freelance for forever but it was having Lily going well, I'm taking the five weeks off. So I was like, well, let's just see. Like, so I, mine was sort of a bit more of an experiment. So I don't think I would have done it without her going, yes, it's completely possible. Here we go. And then <laughs> it was, it was absolutely fine. Yeah. 
Brilliant. And what do you find are the challenges for the people that come to freelancing for journalists? And, and another thing after that I'd love to know is, has it expanded? I'm suspecting so if there's a second book coming, but I, I imagine by default that people who are freelance, but not specifically journalists have gone, hi, can I, can I still join in? You seem to know about freelancing in general. But what are the biggest challenges people face that they come to you for and they discuss in your groups and, and, and on your platform? I, I think it's the same old thing. It's, it's pitching. Mm. It's mainly pitching or I'm, I'm not, I don't know where to pitch to or um, I'm not getting a response to what am I doing wrong. Mm. That you just get an awful lot of that and people just needing that reassurance that, you know, that's completely normal. And, you know, there, there are ways and means of obviously of strengthening your pitching and who you're pitching to. But also a lot of it is about resilience um, mm. and, and timing, just, you know, being lucky with your timing and doing everything you can to help build those networks and to understand those publications and understand the timing. Um, but also that, you know, it's difficult to break through in the beginning. Um, mm. So I, we do still get an awful lot. You know, we'll get it on emails and, and in the Facebook community. That's, I would say, the thing that comes up time and time again. Yeah, and then after that, I think it's sort of questions around finances mm. and getting paid. Yeah. And so Pay much of it, it comes back again to reassurance. Like, the way that you approach that is how I, as an experienced freelancer, would approach that, you, you know, and just kind of helping people understand what their rights are, what, mm. how they should approach like negotiations or if they haven't been paid and just there's, you know, we've had chat last week about this quite a lot um, in the, in the Facebook group and just having those experienced freelancers come along and go, no, you need to push back and say this, and this is how I would phrase it just because you can be quite isolated as a freelancer. So oh, yeah. those networks are so key and so important and just the reassurance that you're not doing anything silly or wrong or you know th this is we all have to battle these things and mm. you know they're strength in numbers if we can all come along and say yes we've had this problem too and this is how I solved it I think really another powerful. thing that comes up and I've had people dm me privately about this and it's a really difficult one is the whole working for free debate mm. and oh my goodness students yes. versus experienced people and we do sometimes have to wade in mm. because you might have some slightly naive student that will post something on their group about they're looking for writers for a new platform uh, you know this is voluntary and then all the experienced journalists wade in and say this is dreadful you're you know you're exploitation yeah, yeah exploitation you're undermining the rest of us yeah um and then they get like really upset and then I'll you know I had one recently I had this girl messaging me and she was really upset because oh. load of people had piled in on her and had a go and I was like I'm really sorry this does happen from time to time in our group mm. um and actually what this scenario she was working for a company and her, her boss had told her to post it and I said you need to go back to her boss and actually say this is not this is not how it works mm -hmm. um and you need to explain to her kind of the scenario but I totally understand that you know you weren't aware no. of this whole issue um so we do say to, and I think people are learning now aren't they there's certain people in the group that used to kind of get very very ranty who who have 
who are a bit more careful now because we mm. do say just be kind not everybody <laughs> knows how this works some people are just starting out yeah um yes it is it, exploitation is a big issue but don't start piling in on some poor student hasn't got a clue yeah um, is that right because the flip side there's for me there's pitching an idea and then there's also pitching yourself and essentially someone posting something like that on a group for the first time is putting their head above a parapet and saying yeah. okay i'm going to dare to do it and then literally getting you know yeah. something loads of i don't know rotten tomatoes thrown at your head or you know the bullets start coming you're just like ah you know oh they've dared to to send that email that that emotional send post that moment you press the button that mm. something goes live yeah yeah and it's we've and we did a podcast episode on this it's a really nuanced issue because if you're trying to start out and build a portfolio yeah there is definitely an argument that you might want to do one or two pieces for free to get something published out there it might be you wouldn't expect to write free for the guardian but it depends on who you're writing for Mm. where you're putting Mm. that where you're publishing it and obviously you'd want to knock that on the head as soon as possible um but you know it's never as clear cut as you should never work for free. You know, there are all kind of different scenarios within that umbrella where, you know. Yeah, well, this came up, there's um, an audio, it's quite old now, but it's on, um, well, it's probably on TikTok first and then on Instagram. And it's this whole thing about exposure doesn't pay the bills. That's not the exact tune. <laughs> yeah. And I did a post about it because I thought, actually, I have found the exposure, the right exposure can help me pay the bills you know I've, I've spoken on panels for or I've spoken on Instagram live for example someone who didn't have the budget to pay but they've then got a community where they said look hey this is Jenny this is what she does they then some of them followed me and they were interested in what I do so the right exposure sometimes I guess it's it's working for free versus is it a good piece of exposure or you know how much are they going to publicize what you do make sure you get for example a hyperlink to your website at the end not just a mention for example there's things you can do to navigate the what's in it for me that isn't money payment would you agree with yeah, that yeah it all depends on who it is and what it is and also yeah. are you any good i mean when you're starting out to be quite frank you might not be a very good writer mm-hmm. so having someone who can actually edit your work um see where the gaps are come back to you with feedback that is invaluable in itself and you will improve mm. you know, if you're getting that feedback and support and editing so that you do become a better, better writer and a better journalist. Yeah. Um, but some stuff maybe isn't worth paying for. No. So, you know, just because <laughs> yeah. you write it doesn't mean it's worth paying for as well. So I think, you know, we also need to be a bit careful around that because anyone can call themselves a journalist or a writer. Yeah um but you know you need to be paid for quality as well so it is like emma says really nuanced and so shouting at people on social media is is not really the best way of of addressing it Um, but that's what's nice about having our own facebook group because we can um you know we can moderate and we can go in and we don't we don't really try not to shut conversations out i don't think we've ever shut a conversation down or turned off commenting or anything like that um we're very much um want it to be open and we've had stuff reported and we've like gone no sorry this is staying up there's nothing wrong with this post just because you don't agree with it doesn't mean it can't be that (laughs) exactly very much want freedom of speech as much as possible but it doesn't mean we won't step in and say hang on a minute can you just be a bit politer or a bit kinder um 
but to be honest most people are pretty good it doesn't actually happen that often that we have no, to it's quite a long time since we've had anything we've had to we've had to come and <laughs> it's a lovely do our grown-up calm down it. and it is just it has a really nice vibe to it and there's a lot of facebook groups like you say that don't always have that feeling and i've actually come to the point where i used to mute them or unfollow them and now i've left quite a few facebook groups this year because i just thought you know what i'm not getting and you can click why have you left and i've just clicked on all of them actually this isn't for me anymore is a button i think you can click and so that's you know that's just how it goes isn't it and you might find people might leave because it's not quite the right they do want to go be ranty well they need to go and find their space because you're not yeah. advocating that you're a ranty space and that's i really that's why i like being in your group because it's not a ranty space yeah it's all about yeah. support yeah definitely and do you find mental health comes up a lot for people i mean it's probably a slightly dark question because i imagine the answer is yes but in terms of the students who post and the freelancers is it something people talk about a lot in your group does that come up is that something you've, you've needed to, to sort of navigate as people that are overseeing a community it, it does come up mm. but not perhaps as much as you might expect yeah I think people like I say it comes people kind of might say oh I'm feeling really demoralized because I'm not getting anywhere with my pitches but it, I don't think people are necessarily coming out with kind of any sort of anything deeper or darker than that. Um, I I don't know if that's because they don't feel like that is the space to do it. Mm. Um, occasionally we might personally get messages, but I think because we try and be supportive and positive, um it hopefully that kind of rubs off on other people we're very very conscious particularly with our newsletter that that is positive mm. and the podcast is positive there are quite a few people out there writers that in the freelance community that are quite negative we find mm. Mm. that about you know this isn't working for me or you know I've been having a really bad week and obviously it's good to talk about these things but it can get a bit much if all you're getting is like negative vibes all the time so we try we're realistic about it and we obviously understand that we are further down our you know career path than other people but also we do remember what it's like starting out um and that that it is possible to you know earn a, a good living mm. as a freelance journalist so we always try and be as positive as possible and and therefore i think we i don't know what you think Emma, but i i can't think of like loads of no i mean it, it does tend to be along like you say i'm feeling demoralized all my pictures seem to be going into black hole yeah but i think actually by posting that you'll get lots of responses or, oh I've been feeling that way this week too don't worry these things go in waves or someone saying do you want me to take a quick look at your pictures and see if I can give you some pointers on where yeah. you might be it's really hard to see it on your own sometimes on your own when you're too kind of into a story yeah. um because so I think it's just that kind of practical oh yeah yeah, yeah me too you're not on your own on that and can we give you any advice on you know how to get out of this this rut that tends to be kind of more um you know the type of comments that we get or around payment people might be frustrated mm. if they're mm. waiting on payments but again then it's practical advice 
yeah. of people saying, have you tried this? Have you worded it in this way? Um, yeah. But it is We're, something we've written about, isn't it? In newsletter, yeah. like motivation mm. and well-being. Um, yeah. Joining community but, is a huge part of looking after. I, I would say that actually being in a group like yours for people is it's going to help their well-being because yeah they have got that community they can post a question and say i don't know quite what to do about this or yeah that you're so right with the the you know all, all my pictures it feels like i've sent them out into the universe and it's so hard not to see them as your precious your precious you know my precious my pitch i've sent it out and nobody's replied and you think you've got gold dust in a pitch i suspect i don't know if you're allowed to say what it's about but i'm gonna hazard a guess that your book's about pitching your next book but no, no oh. it's not it's nothing it's nothing to do with journalism actually oh well that's it should be a pitching book as well but are you allowed are you happy to say you don't have to but... it's about running i think that's all oh, we can okay. say at this stage um because it, it we, it's still in uh negotiation cool. stages at the moment um but yes it, it, if it comes off it will be a bit to do with running Brilliant. which i think that shows that we do actually quite like working together if we're yes. Yes. willing to go into opportunities that are distinct outside of freelancing for journalists. So yeah. we know that we work quite well together. Yeah. It's funny. Do you live near each other? No, we don't live near no. each other. No, no we live... actually get to see each other in person. But it tends to be a race, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, we were <laughs> running last really weekend good. together. <laughs> yeah. Like we'll sign up for maybe two or three, like, um, ultra distance or long distance races a year and that tends to be when we see each other so you know we'll be running for i don't know four five six seven eight nine ten hours wow. and so we can have a good catch up then um you know what i noticed last weekend when we we were doing an event we didn't talk about work at all um it's quite good but we did last year we had a meeting like we had a meeting during the run um and chatted through loads we of did. stuff we didn't have time did we and we're like you know what should we just talk about this on the run we're like yeah well, we've got we've got a whole day to kill we've so had we 35 can... miles so wow. we oh did goodness. yeah we had plenty of time to chat um so yeah i mean we occasionally meet up in sheffield because obviously we both still teach a bit at hallam so sometimes we might get together but i mean we're chatting to each other on whatsapp every day and um i mean my husband refers to emma as the wife brilliant so <laughs> emma does he have other half of anything to say about what's the nickname for lily <laughs> yeah i think they just i think they've just accepted that yeah he he likes it because he hates talking about work actually mm. hates talking about work so the fact that i have a person to do, talk to about everything work related and to offload if things are not going right or if an editor said something ridiculous mm. he doesn't he then doesn't have to deal with any of it because i've already spoken to lily about it also yeah Brilliant. that's the power of a freelance friend isn't it it's just yeah it, it's funny i was listening to a podcast yesterday on iran and um it was two comedians that worked together, mm. two female comedians, and they were talking about what happens, like it, working together and there's tensions and how do you avoid falling out and how do you mm. deal with any conflict? And I was trying, and I was thinking, we've not had any conflict. Like we literally have not had anything where we've mm. even disagreed or been cross with the other person. It's, yeah it's a, a, i think we just think very similarly and we always kind of know what the other one's thinking it's it's 
weird in a way. Mm, it's lovely. Um, Emma's sort of smiling really knowingly, just like. Well, yeah. I think. Well, I think that we're also both quite foresight, so we'll mm. just say what we think needs to happen, and then the other either goes yes or or says, or maybe we can do it this way, and that's that. We've never had. There's never never been any uh, mm. any conflict, no. And also we're grown-ups, I don't understand why there would be, really. Yeah, exactly, you know, it's, it's a working relationship, isn't it? You don't have, go into yeah. jobs like when we're all in staff jobs, you know, having fights with everybody all the time, you know. Sometimes well, we've chosen to work together, that's the other yeah. thing. We haven't been forced together in a staff job, because I've had that in staff jobs in the past, where you perhaps don't quite gel with somebody, but you're having to see them every day. We've chosen yeah. to do this together, so it's a bit different, I think. Brilliant, brilliant. Oh, that's lovely. Well... Thank you so much. The time has sped along and I'd love it if you could both, uh, maybe one of you wants to do one bit and one does the other, but tell everybody where they can find, everywhere they can find Freelancing for Journalists and um, anything else you'd like to share about for listeners. Obviously you can go in the show notes as well. So if people are listening and they want to look at the show notes, everything will be in there. But where, where can everybody find you and join in and be part of the community? So we've got our Facebook community, which is just Freelancing for Journalists. That's probably the best place to come along if you want to um, kind of join other freelancers. Um, our website is freelancingforjournalists.com. We're on Twitter um, at Freelancing4. We're on Instagram. I think that's the same, mm-hmm. Freelancing4. Freelancing4, um, brilliant. We are on TikTok. Um, oh, are you? Bit, oh, we haven't yeah, even We're a bit sporadic on the t- TikTok. <laughs> Um, we're still babbling. getting our head around that babbling. yeah but it's uh mm. um and then there's our newsletter freelancing for journalists which is on Substack. is Substack, there anything else Emma? yeah and the podcast i mean it's all freelancing for journalists so if you oh, google yeah. freelancing for journalists it's all and the website has everything so the work experience initiative which we mentioned and all the other kind of resources and projects that we have are all on the website fantastic Brilliant. Well, it's, it's been a real pleasure to speak to you. Thank you. I'm feeling very inspired and it's nice to know that I'm not the only one that thinks my pitches go into the void um, <laughs> because I've been freelancing on and off for 15 years and I still have those feelings. So yeah, you're right. It's about uh, accepting and, and sharing and all of that stuff. So thank you very much. All of the best with everything and I look forward to seeing what you do next. Thank, thank you. you. Bye.